This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. Every year, people set their goals. And without realizing it, they struggle to have a relationship with them. Gary says that the purpose of a goal is actually not to achieve the result. It's about being appropriate in the moment. It's about using that goal as a compass to help you identify how you have to behave today so that you're in alignment with where you want to go. As we've gone on our path of mastery, helping individuals, teens, organizations, and couples set their goals, we've noticed something, which is if you understand what your values are, your core values, not everything, we're talking the top two to three things that you value most. You understand that. It can supercharge the goals that you set and how you go about achieving them. What does that look like? That's the purpose of today's episode. We are sitting down with two women. One we've been in relationship with for a while. For those of you that are familiar with Best Self Co. or the Best Self Journal, Catherine is the co-founder of Best Self Co. And we've had a relationship with her for some time. And last year, we invited her to join us for our One Thing Couples Goal Setting Retreat that we facilitated in Austin. And she invited her new fiance, Emily Coleman, to join her for that experience. What they didn't realize was that by attending, not only would they figure out what their vision for their lives looked like together, but they would figure out what their true core values were that could actually transform their alignment in such an unprecedented year. If you'd like to learn more about the One Thing Couples Goal Setting Retreat, you can go to theonething.com slash setmygoals. That's with the number one in the URL, theonething.com slash setmygoals. And for those of you who are going, what if I don't have a significant other? The good news is since we're doing it virtually this year, one weekend is dedicated specifically to couples and the next weekend is 100% focused on individuals and teams. So you can learn more about those tracks at theonething.com slash setmygoals. With that, let's get into this interview with Catherine Lavery and Emily Coleman. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. How did the two of you meet? Hmm. Oh, we met in New York on Tinder. <laughs> Where where everybody should meet. Well, it's funny because we we told our parents that we met at the Women's March because we went there on one of our first dates. Like we met there. And so um, that's a much better story than saying we met on Tinder. But now we're just like, oh, well, we met on Tinder and then we went to the Women's March. So, Well, speaking of goals, actually... The, that story about how we met at the Women's March is such an actualization of goals because 
we made signs together and Kat was like, I want to be on the best signs of, you know, the New York Times or New Yorker or whatever it is. And I was like, okay, you and everyone else, like that's probably like a cool thing to be a part of. And then Kat made an amazing sign and they stopped her, uh, the New Yorker and said, Hey, can we take your picture for the, for the New Yorker? And they published it. And I was like, wow, this is someone who really gets things done. (laughs) It's a lot of manifesting that happens. So that was my first like moment where I was like, wow, Kat's a force. Indeed, indeed. So you meet there, and I mean, I've gotten to, to know Catherine over the last several years, and you know, she's been she's built a, a very successful business. So I would, Catherine, I would assume you would. Do you consider yourself to be a goal setter? Yeah, I mean, I think I'd have to fire myself from my own job if I didn't consider myself a goal setter. So yeah, yeah I've, I've kind of gotten into goal setting and really had to break down goals for the last five years because I see how it works so well. I've never had a partner where we would set goals together. Um, so, so it's been new doing that with Emily, but it's been awesome and probably why we're doing so well. And, and for people who do not understand your background, help them understand what you do. So I have a company called Best Self, uh, bestself.co. And we create tools around goal setting, productivity, uh, improving your life. So whether it's improving your relationship or achieving your goals, all the things that make you successful in life, we try to create tools to create frameworks around it um, to help you get there. So it started with the self-journal, which is a 13-week framework for hitting your goal. And that came from me sort of understanding what it took to get where I wanted to in my life. And it's not something I learned at school, which kind of made me realize how much is missing from traditional education. And so that's where the self-journal came from and when I first really started setting and achieving goals. Mm -hmm. Well, it's nice to know that you practice what you teach. Yeah, everybody does. And Emily, how about you? Have you have you always been a goal setter or not so much? Um, I would say not so much. I'm pretty stubborn. I would say that it's been um, beneficial just because I when I decide something, I'll live it out for years at a time until I'm like, wait, is this working for me anymore? Cat helped me set very realistic goals and break them down. You know, through her business, like break them down into achievable goals for a day. And it was funny because when we first met. I said, oh, did you win the day? And just kind of out of nowhere, that's like a phrase that I would say before meeting Kat. And she's like, what did you say? Uh, so we're in her living room and she's like, that's one of my taglines. I like use that. I have a trademark. And I'm like, oh, interesting. It was just one of those most random. She's like, did you win the day? And I thought it was like some inside joke because we have winthedaycom And I, I was just like, what? And then I was like, are you infringing on our trademark? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so awesome! Yeah. So, so you know, Emily, the first time I met you was last year at our couples goal setting retreat, and the two of you had just gotten engaged. I'm curious had had the two of you ever sat down to set goals together before, or was that your first rodeo? That was our first rodeo. It was great. I actually felt the um, the core values part mm-hmm. of the exercise was probably the the thing that we enjoyed most. Mainly because you know I had actually sat down with Jay and looked, done this exercise and figured out my core values. And then when Emily and I did it, it's easy to understand how we make decisions better because we're seeing where we're coming from. So once we understood that, it almost like we were able to go back in our relationship and be like, oh, this happened because you were leading out this core value and this happened because... And so that was really interesting. And then we were able to sort of start from a foundation of, okay, what do we do now as far as setting goals? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what were your top core values? 
Mine were curiosity, impact, integrity. Emily, how about you? Love, impact, and authenticity. Interesting. Interesting. Mine are growth, recognition, and impact. And what's, what's interesting for people who are going, oh, yeah. <laughs> how, do you, how do you know that? When you suddenly understand how you're wired and what are those core things that you value at the highest level, you start to realize why you do what you do. And it really helps you navigate what you want to do with a compass in terms of how does this line up with the things that I value most for myself. And what's cool is last year, you got to, you both got to use the prototype for the deck, which this year we actually partnered up. So the one thing and Best Self Co are actually creating the official core value deck for, for the one thing, which will be available here pretty shortly. So if you guys want to check it out, you can go to the one thing.com slash core values. Awesome. So walk me through the experience. You guys do the core values. Um, I know a lot of people, when they think about... first, The first thing they think about when they hear couples goal-setting retreat is, my significant other is not a goal-setter. And they think that they have to be. And the second thing they then think is, what happens if our goals... If we're not on the same page? What happens if we don't have the same goals? So Emily, I'm curious for you. You're... you're engaged to a, a goal-setting force in Catherine Lavery. <laughs> what was it like going through this exercise of imagining a future together someday from now and casting five-year and one-year goals? Yeah, I think at first I was a little nervous because it requires a, a lot of vulnerability mm. um, as a partner to kind of express where your goals are. There are certain topics that came to light that we hadn't spoken to before, which are having children and building a future together that involves family, love being one of my core values I have listed out here, you know, our dogs, Hugsy and CJ and our family. And I'm like, okay, what does it look like for us to build our own family? So it really created for me an opportunity and space to talk about that. I think that was the biggest transformation of that weekend is saying, okay, what does it look like for a future for our children? And that being a, a core value being love what does that look like? And yeah, since then, we've had many conversations that have led to us taking action around it and figuring out a real strategy. And I'm someone, although I'm not as much as a goal-setting force, I'm someone um, that really wants to put things into action. And having that plan laid out for the future creates a level of comfort for me. What about you, Catherine? Yeah. So I think for us, we you make grand plans for the future, but there's no timeline set. It's just like, this is what's going to happen. And I think that was more of a time of like, okay, what, you know, what does a year look like? What does five years look like? Which there's a lot of steps that need to go in. So it just puts much more of a concrete timeline on things. And and then you're both on the same page as far as Mm -hmm. where it is that you're going at what speed. When you were asking the questions, you know, what matters to us someday? From now, and based on that, what do we need to achieve in the next five years? Were these answers that you just asked? You're like, oh, yeah, this is where I want to be some someday from now. Or did it require you to really do some searching? I mean, I think as far as the relationship went, it it was not that difficult. I think with some of the professional goals, it was almost like, where is it that we want to go? Especially for me, there's been some changes with what's going on business wise, and so. That was like, okay, what do I actually want to do with this? So personally, I think things are pretty easy and like streamlined. But professionally, it was like, okay, how does this 
what does this look like? And then also how does that align with what my personal goals are? That makes sense. Emily, what do you do professionally? I'm a pharmaceutical sales representative for a company. No kidding. That's it. Yeah. I used to do medical device. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you know. Do you do the scrubs or no scrubs? I'm wearing scrubs right now with COVID. We're all wearing scrubs. That's right. There you go. Oh man, they're so amazing. But the downside is like sometimes you're failing so slowly, you think you're succeeding. I would like eat the cookie day after day after day. And then I put on the jeans and I was like, oh, my wife must have just shrank them. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> they're very forgiving. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm curious, both of you have thriving careers as two ambitious women who both are high achievers. What did you discover about supporting each other through the process? So I think being with someone that is a high achiever and is used to solving problems a lot for themselves and for others, there's times where I just want to talk as like a partnership instead of, I don't want to solve problems right now. I just want to talk. And I just want to get supported in a way that's not like, well, have you tried this? And have you tried this? And what about this? And I'm thinking, oh, I, I... I've tried it all. I just want to talk. Mm. And I think with us both being almost problem solving to a fault all the time, it's like, well, let's just have someone listen without feeling like we have to go fix it. Mm. Emily, how about you? What's it yeah. like to, to go through this and realize like you, 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 you're driven on your own. Catherine's driven on her own. Your goals may not be the same goals, yet you need to support each other. Right. I think this weekend that we did together at the retreat just allowed for space to communicate in a stronger way. And I think that setting aside the time and even referencing it when we're outside of a setting like a conference where you have all these people focused on one thing and saying okay, we can talk about this at any point. We can set aside time. And often now after this, I've you know, asked for permission for space to have these types of conversations versus coming in with a solution that Kat mentioned. And also kind of taking a step aside and saying, oh, maybe this is bothering Kat because it's affecting one of her core values, integrity. So something that may not bother me may bother Kat like, to the core because integrity is such a deep integrated part of how she functions. Mm. Um, and so when she sees that in her work and it, it's something that is not acting with an integrity, um, she takes action very quickly and I'm, I don't recognize it right away. Um, so it's really helped me understand Kat and be a better partner to her and say, oh, okay, she's upset because this is interfering with her core values. Let me just listen. Maybe it's not a problem solving moment. Maybe it's a time to really absorb and be supportive in that way. I will say I resonate deeply with the um, we're problem solvers and we just want to solve the problem for them. You ever seen the YouTube video? It's not about the nail. It's familiar, but I don't recall. All I'm going to say is you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So if you look that up and for anybody, for anybody who has not seen that, you should definitely look that up. But it is just one, it's hilarious, but I find myself being the problem solver. And for years with Amy, you know, when she's, when she's, challenged by something. I want to fix it because that's the way I can bring value. I can solve the problem. And you know, this past year, I actually went on a 66-day challenge. Well, I've been on multiple to demonstrate empathy once a day, which oftentimes led to when she needed to complain about something that I could actually listen and not solve it, just empathize with her. It took 260 days before it really started to feel like a habit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been tracking it at that level. But no, it's good that you guys are, are going down that path. 
I'm curious, coming out of the retreat, what's something unexpected that happened that's been a blessing for both of you? I mean, I think it would, again, I almost feel like I'm repeating myself, but going back to the core values and just being able to tie that back to everyday things. And it's not, you know, sometimes companies or people will talk about values, but values don't mean anything until they cost you something or you will you do something that is the price that pays to stand by those values. And I feel that just knowing each other's and also seeing how we show that in everyday life has, has made us more understanding of each other. And then again, more empathetic to where the other person's coming from. Get who I heard it from, but your values aren't your values unless they cost you something. And boy, it's true. How about you, Emily? A lot has changed actually since the retreat. I was looking over my notes and kind of where I was taking inventory on things I cared about and where the disconnect was. And I've switched careers and jobs since then. Whoa. Um, yeah, which has been a big shift. And that came from acknowledging impact and knowing that I wasn't positioned where I wanted to be to feel fulfilled. Now I can impact patients. And I had a doctor tell me the other day that the medication that I was supporting them with helped save a patient's life. And so for me, that's why I get up in the morning and do what I do at this point is because I feel so fulfilled knowing that. And that was a huge shift in the last year. And obviously with COVID, there's been a lot of shifting. And I'm looking at these goals of getting married and doing everything. But at the core, we're still very much aligned, even though those goals have changed and pivoted. Let's talk about that because I mean, this, this is truly an unprecedented year. And so many people who attended the retreat with you guys set their goals, had the best of intentions, started having a relationship with the goals for less than three months, and then the world got turned upside down. What did it look like to get clarity about what to focus on with so much uncertainty going on? So one of my goals, it's funny, I set these mini goals for the year and it was you know like get married and uh, I was going to my brother's wedding and we had a big European vacation planned and I had 18 events with friends where I would put things together and uh, I posted them on Instagram and Twitter for accountability. And it's funny because someone maybe about a month ago was like, how are these working out? <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know like, if you know about coronavirus, but really put a spanner in the works. But um, I think for us, Despite the you know those big sort of things not happening like getting married and you know the, the trip that we planned and such, we've almost hit other goals where we spend a lot of time together because we've been in quarantine and we've made our house more feel like a home and so we've spent a lot of one to one time together that we might not have gotten otherwise. There's so many couples that are actually breaking up because. For the first time in 20 years, they actually had to spend time together and realize that there's so much has changed since they last did that. Or maybe they've never done that because they've always worked and, and, and all that thing. So, so this whole pandemic, while it did put some of our goals off track, it set us up for success because we did spend that quality time together and strengthened our relationship and also realized you know, what worked and what didn't for us. And I think overall set us up for success. Yeah. One of the more tangible examples I was reading through um, was that we wanted to cook more and be healthier in that way. And we were very much forced into that. (laughs) And so now we've gotten into a routine of healthy eating and eating out much less than we 
did during that time. And that feels really good. So. It's funny that that was one of our goals because it went from let's eat out, you know, or let's not eat out more than five times a week to, okay, we are quarantined, rationing food and eating healthy. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I think I know what you're going to say here, but I want, I want to ask it. How did going through the process last year set you up for success with all that was going on this year? I think the process of sitting down and, and getting on the same page and getting a baseline is really what the process is all about. So your goals, you know, sometimes things change and obviously the whole world flipped upside down. So a lot of things changed. But as far as the baseline and what we wanted long-term, that didn't really change. It's more of just scaling back the timeline. So, you know, getting married and doing this sort of thing that might be extended, but our core relationship and what it is that we want and, you know, creating good habits for ourselves, that didn't change. It just sped up some timelines and extended others. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Emily? Yeah, I think all of that is true. You know, when things pivot, it's easy to get rattled. I know I'm someone who, if it doesn't go to plan, like that's really jarring for me. Um, Mm. So I've just had to learn this idea of pivoting and what that means and knowing at the core, we're still the same people we are. It's just, we're not getting married next month. That's the reality. And we've made that choice, but we've made it together and we're still on the same team. So yeah. Well, it's funny because uh, my core value of curiosity, you know, earlier in the year, there's just a lot of things not going well. Our supply chain was all frozen. We don't know if there's a deadly virus going to come and get us all. Uh, my family are, are overseas. There's just a lot of stress. But this core value of curiosity, I felt myself being like, huh, never been through a pandemic before. What's this like? And so it didn't, I just sort of pivot and like, well, I'm curious how this is. This is going to be something that, you know, we tell our kids about and, you know, is a story and I've never experienced this before. So the the curiosity, I really saw that come out even stronger. And then sort of, I think I sort of transferred that to Emily a little bit being like, you know, what's this going to be like? And, and the looking at it through curious eyes definitely changed the oh, this is bad news. This is bad. Everything's different. It's like, yes, everything's different, but let's be curious about what could happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I'm hearing, kind of a central theme, a lot of people set goals. They put them down on paper or they put them on a PowerPoint slide or what I used to do, my favorite, I used to frame them and put them next to my sink so that I could visualize my goals while I brushed my teeth. Yet that's not what actually, that's not the point. It's not about the result. It's about using that to help you be appropriate in the moment, to inform how you need to behave. And even in a year like this year, where a lot of people's goals were just thrown out the window, they were no longer valid. The people who've been successful have had the relationship with the goal. Even if the goal was different, they started having a rhythm to revisit what does matter. How are we doing? How do I feel about that? What do we need to do differently this coming week? And that's what I'm hearing with the two of you is you had goals a lot, like getting married, huge goal. And I can only imagine how devastating that is to realize like, wow, that's not going to happen this year. But what can we do? How might this benefit us in some way, if at all possible? The two of you investing more time together, the two of you starting to cook more. That's awesome. 
And then for the, the person who's listening to this, you do not need a new way to set goals. You need a way to have a relationship with them. So when you consider what your approach is going to be to get your goals in place for the next year, ask the question, how will this year be different so that you have a relationship with the goals that you set? I think to add to that is, you know, the goal is the milestone that you hit from the habit that you create. So say we weren't getting married and we're like, well, let's just not talk for a while until we are getting married or let's not work on the relationships because we're not getting married this year. So I'm actually going to go quarantine with my bestie. You're out. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's, what are the, you know, it's, it's just a milestone. And yes, the milestone is now extended, but doesn't mean that you cannot do the habit that gets you there and continue Mm -hmm. to strengthen that regardless of the goal. I love what you said. The goal is the milestone you hit from the habit you create. The emphasis is on the behavior to the point that you become that type of person who behaves that way habitually and thus you earn the right to achieve that goal. That's good. You guys have a year under your belt under with experiencing this framework. What advice would you give to somebody who's listening to this? Maybe they're curious or maybe they have doubts about it. What would you say to them? I think firstly, I would say because I'm sort of a goal-setting fiend, maybe, and, and this is not something that I've ever done with anyone else before. And it was also something where I'm like, Emily, how do you want to spend a weekend away from your nine to five in a conference room working on our goals? It's sometimes a harder, what I thought would be a harder sell, but setting the intention of look, look, I want to focus on us. Um, that's what this is about. Cause a lot of times, you know, we focus on business goals and there's, there's always structure behind, you know, health goals, business goals, but there's not a lot of time put towards like, what do we want as a couple? And if we don't work as a couple, then every other goal that I have in my life is going to be extended or unable to be met because this will be such a distraction. So why don't we focus on this first and positioning a goal setting and like taking this time as, as it's not about business or work. It's really about you guys as the foundation of your life. And then everything else can go from that. Emily, I'm curious from your perspective, speak to the person. The person who's listening to this says, okay, I want to get my plus one on board. I have no idea how to do it. What would work for you? I think just understanding that the people that are involved are not a certain type of person. You have people who are working on relationships. You have people who are working on themselves in combination, business partners. It's all different people from different walks of life. We're newly engaged. There are people that have been married for 25 years. There's not one type of person that this is works for. And it works for everyone. You can participate and you can be met where you are. That being said, you know, you're participating in goal setting, whether you are acknowledging it or not. You're making choices about what your priorities are daily. And so you can either be a victim to that or be someone who takes control and wants to be intentional. But regardless, you're spending your time. You only have a certain amount of hours in a day. And this is just a framework for hitting those goals. I also would say that your partner, you both want to have your priorities considered when you're setting goals. Mm. And so bring your partner, whether it's a business partner or your partner in life or whoever it is, you want to have your priorities considered when you are setting goals. So don't miss the opportunity or, or step aside when when you're being asked for your priorities to be met for the upcoming year for your goals. Yeah, that's great. 
I think that's very wise. And if none of that works, just uh, since we're doing it virtually this year and you can do it from your home, just tell them you're going to watch Game of Thrones all weekend and stick them in the room and then be like, surprise! <laughs> Goal setting retreat. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I want to thank both of you for, for coming on and sharing the story because I know it's going to help a lot of people. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jeff. Well, there you have it. Our conversation with Catherine Lavery and Emily Coleman. It really is amazing. Since the last year, that was the first time that we debuted the Core Values deck. How many people shared that just seeing what their significant other's core values were brought so much more alignment? Because all of a sudden you understood why they behaved the way that they did. And the same thing goes for yourself. And this not only works in a romantic relationship, it works for, t- for a team. It works for yourself as an individual. For our organization, we recently did the exercise as we were considering what our culture is and what are the values of this organization. The team literally whipped out their decks and started putting the cards that resonated with them in one pile and the cards that didn't, they discarded. And we really narrowed it down to the point that we understood these were the core values for the one thing. This will continue to be an integral part of the One Thing Goal Setting Retreat that we facilitate every single year. And this year will be no exception. So whether you are setting your goals with a significant other over the couple's goal setting retreat weekend, or whether you're doing it as an individual or a team the following, this will absolutely be something that you will get to experience. If you would like to check out the deck, you can go to the onething.com slash core values. Right now, they are in process of being shipped over. So you can pre-order them now, but very soon they will be available for distribution. And if you would like to learn more about the actual retreat where we will be facilitating this, you can go to the onething.com slash set my goals. If this episode has brought value to you, who's a person you know that needs to hear it? Would you share it with them? And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Every single week, we release a brand new episode. The best thing you can do is click the subscribe button so that that episode is automatically downloaded to you moving forward. And while you're at it, would you consider leaving us a rating and review on your podcast player of choice? It genuinely helps us reach more people and fulfill our purpose, which is to help you better invest your time by having a relationship with your goals so you can achieve extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. We look forward to being with you in the next episode.